Welcome to the Dinner Party Download. This is your icebreaker. Why did Cinderella get kicked off the basketball team? I don't know. Because she was light for the ball. I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. I'm Rico Galliano, and from APM American Public Media, this is the Dinner Party Download, the show that helps you win your next dinner party. Our icebreaker this week came from Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. Always wanted to say that on the radio. <laughs> He's got a new album out called Golden Era. It's not and- a golden era for jokes, though, for Dell. <laughs> It's a triple album. He was busy doing other things. Oh. But coming up, we have actor Anton Yelchin, Spider Dan, Mime Shakes, and Alexander. Alexander, who is great. But first, time for small talk. Okay, Rico, this week in the headlines. Yes. uh, We have uh, the president said that peace between Palestine and Israel is a priority for the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, Two politicians found themselves caught up in sex scandals. Wait, wait a second. Can I see that script? Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. The script is what? from 1989. Oh. You know what? Actually, I think that's a seven. It's from 1979. Oh, man, you're right. Should we go back and redo it? I don't know if it's going to change anything. Uh, we do have new news from our colleagues at Marketplace. Nancy Fargali, editor for Marketplace, what story are you going to be talking about this weekend? state of Massachusetts is trying to prohibit lazy cakes from being sold in its state. What are lazy cakes? Basically brownies laced with melatonin. Kids are eating the brownies and they're falling asleep and then having to go to the hospital. Whoa, so these are like, this is like the opposite of Red Bull. Very much so. You want to drink Red Bull to keep you up and then you want to have lazy cakes to bring you down. Why don't people just have food that feeds them? Like, why do they expect more? Because we're multitaskers. I want my food to feed me, clothe me, and make me go to bed. How about a candy bar that would, like, edge my lawn? Of course. Jennifer Collins, reporter, what story are you going to be talking about this weekend? Well, I'm going to be talking about Nathan's Hot Dogs. So, you know, they have this big, huge hot dog eating contest every July 4th. They've created a division specifically for women. Wow. Out of the kindness of their heart. Well, you know, there are a lot of women who are competing these days. We're big eaters, Rico. I guess so. How, how big? Like, is there a female champ? Oh, well, they call her the Black Widow. Her name's Sonia Thomas. Her record is 41 hot dogs in 12 minutes. My God. You've come a long way, baby. <laughs> Gloria Steinem can retire. The ketchup ceiling has been broken. Matt Berger, senior web producer for Marketplace. What story are you going to be talking about this weekend? The pork chopper bill. <laughs> what is, is this like a regulation for a butcher's union? No, nope, it's actually in the Texas Senate. They've passed a bill to deal with this huge problem in the state. They're being overrun by feral hogs. So what is this bill about? Well, the pork chopper bill allows people to hunt them from helicopters. Not from motorcycles. <laughs> no, that's a different kind of hog. It's a different sort of chopper. And now, time for cocktails. Once again, we tell you something that happened in history, then give you a fitting drink to serve along with it. It's like history is a lily pad resting on a pond of booze. Wow, that would actually make a good garnish for lily. It would look pretty. <laughs> First, the history. This week, back in 1981, a superhero made headlines. Or at least a guy dressed as a superhero. Here to tell us about it is Eve Tro, filling in for Michelle Philippi. Dan Goodwin hates two things, fires and elevators. It all began in 1980 when Dan watched the MGM Hotel in Las Vegas burn. 85 people died, trapped on floors that ladders couldn't reach. Now, Goodwin was a rock climber, and the next day, he went to the fire chief with an idea. Someone could climb a burning building to help people escape. The chief was annoyed. He told Goodwin to try climbing a building and then get back to him. 
So the next year, using suction cups and wearing a Spider-Man costume, Dan did as he was told and climbed Chicago's Sears Tower, the tallest building on Earth. Spider Dan was an instant hero and a bane to authorities. They let him off with a 35-buck fine and a warning, which he ignored by climbing the John Hancock Tower. And two years after that, the World Trade Center, where a New York cop following him on a window-washing platform asked if he was suicidal. The last thing I want to do is to fall. Last thing. I got too many things I want to do in my life. That's for sure. Dan climbed more skyscrapers through the 80s, then took a 20-year break to fight cancer, until last year when he climbed San Francisco's Millennium Tower. He said it was to inspire other survivors. So that was the history lesson. Now it's time for the booze. I'm on the line with Nandini Count. She works at the Violet Hour in Chicago. Nandini, what cocktail did this history inspire you to make? I created a cocktail based on Ramos Gin Fizz from New Orleans. And doesn't that have like egg in it, the Ramos Gin Fizz? Yeah, there's an egg white and heavy cream. The notorious thing about the drink is that you need to shake it for about 12 minutes. So it's technically a pretty arduous cocktail to make, but I feel like an epic climb calls for an epic shake. Okay, and you probably, he was probably epically shaking with the winds up there in that high tower. Exactly. So what's in your cocktail? Well, in this cocktail, I used mezcal because he was inspired by the fires in the desert. That's right. Um, There's creme de violette, uh, half ounce lemon, half ounce lime. I did lilac black pepper simple syrup just because I happen to have it around, but you can use a regular simple syrup. Sounds great. And then what? Um, An ounce of heavy cream and an egg white. You do what's called a mime shake for a few minutes, which is shaking it without adding any ice. A mime shake? A mime shake. That sounds like what happens to you when you're afraid of mimes (laughs) as a child. And then what? Add your ice. And then pour it in a tall Collins glass. And basically what you end up with is almost like a slate gray cocktail that kind of looks like a skyscraper at dusk. Wow. Well, I would come to Chicago to climb a couple of those skyscrapers. (laughs) That sounds like a gray cocktail, It sounds delicious for a slate gray cocktail. (laughs) But I still think lilac, black pepper, simple syrup is an oxymoron. (laughs) That sounds like anything but simple. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm doing the mime shake over here. <laughs> I think those are jazz hands, man. I'm sorry. I, Folks. People in Radio Land don't know the difference. <laughs> to find our drink recipes, uh, put your jazz hands on your laptops and visit us at dinnerpartydownload.org. Our guest of honor this week is actor Anton Yelchin. You may have seen him play Chekhov in the relaunch of the Star Trek movie franchise a couple of years ago. This week you can see him in The Beaver, in which he co-stars with Mel Gibson and the director Jodie Foster. Anton, welcome. Thank you. This movie is about a very depressed guy who starts communicating with people through a beaver hand puppet. Yeah. And at first, you know, it's funny, but what appears comedic at first, I think, turns very sad. It's, it's like dropping a Muppet into the movie Ordinary People. Yeah, ex- exactly. But it, there is, especially early on in the film, there is a sort of odd, eerie comedy slapstick almost that, that plays into it. Your character doesn't get any of that. No. How frustrating must that have been? I was watching it thinking you have kind of the hardest part. You're the son, the hard-nosed realist son who has to deal with a father who's gone mad. Yeah, I mean, Porter pretty much spends the whole movie depressed. Um, so how fun was that for you? It was actually was fun, which is kind of sadistic and masochistic at the same time. I enjoy looking at the characters that are in a lot of pain because that's where inevitably you, you learn more about yourself. Anything surprise you 
about yourself during this process that kind of was unexpected? Yeah, I mean, it definitely made me take a closer look at when I allow things to get to me and how. And because I don't really know anyone that doesn't get upset or hurt by things. But I do know people that have a lot of sort of tragedy in their lives and yet can move forward. And then I know people that succumb to it. I I think about that all the time, by the way. (laughs) I see people dealing with some malady with a big smile on their face. And I'm like, could I be that person? Or would I be the person that just retreats into a hole? And what is the difference between those two kind of people? I mean, I just see my folks... The amount of crazy things they went through moving to this country and... and They were brought up in Russia. Yeah, yeah, in the Soviet Union. And so things they dealt with in the Soviet Union, I question whether I could come out and be as balanced. And just the amount of fear and and never taking it out on me. You know, with this character, that's the kind of things you are confronted by is, is what is dealing with the things that you're afraid of constructively and not let them consume you. We have two questions that we ask everyone on this show. The first one, and I think I know what the answer will be to this, is if we were to meet you at a dinner party, what question would you least like to be asked? Oh, what question would I least like to be asked at a dinner party? Clearly not as obvious as I thought it was. Yeah, I don't know. What did you think it was going to be? Anything about Chekhov or Star Trek? I don't know. You know, actually, everyone was like, it's going to get really crazy, but it never has. I mean, most people just come up and say they really like the movie, which is great. It's mostly just been positive. And a positive character, too, which is also really nice. Yeah, it's a good character. Uh, Our second question is, tell us something we don't know, either about yourself or the world at large. Um, Things about me that people don't know. I, um, there was a kid that lived across the street from me. I wonder where he is now. But I loved Legos when I was a little kid. And no one knows this except my family, but I was always very resentful of him because I went to his house one time and he had a whole castle and there were those like classic 90s Lego nights. And I had the sort of whatever, like drawbridge set, but it wasn't a big deal. And he never let me back in his room. And I just remember wishing that I had a tenth of that night collection. I think his name was Max. If he's out there, man, I still think about your nights, dude. And then, of course, you come home to your parents who fled the Soviet Union and they're like, yeah, you know what? You don't have it so rough. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's always kind of been the situation. So, Brendan, I got to admit, it was a little surprising uh-huh. to hear a guy who was clearly a rising star of his generation, right? Get yeah. Kind of worked up about toys. Yeah, that struck me as a little odd. Yeah, but you know, it does remind me, Jeff Grimm, I lent you my Star Wars figures back in 1983. You you never gave them back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, Dude, Don't okay, cut okay. me off. He said okay. he was going to borrow them for a day. Ladies and gentlemen, that years. is the dinner party download for this week. Thanks to Jackson Musker, Robbie Carmen, and Mike Sula. And not Jeff Grimm. Not Jeff Grimm. Right. Not Jeff Grimm. And by the way, we're looking for stories this week of dinner party disasters, tales of faux pas, mouths full of toes, burnt roasts. If you have them, we want them. Tell them to us at our website, dinnerpartydownload.org. And we leave you, as always, with one for the road, a song to play on your way to or departing from this weekend's dinner party. The band is called Alexander, not Jeff Grimm, and the song is called Truth. Bon appétit. Truth is that I haven't shook my shadow And every day is trying to trick me into doing battle Calling out fake up, wanna get me rattled Wanna pull me back behind the fence with the cattle Building your lenses, digging your trenches Put me on the front line, leave me with a dumb mind With no defenses, but your defenses If you can't stand to feel the pain, then you are senseless Since this, I've grown up some different kind of fire and when the darkness comes, let it inside you. Your darkness is shining. My darkness is shining. Everything in myself.
on the horizon Now which is the future you're choosing before you gon' die And I'll tell you about a secret I've been undermining Every little lie in this world come from the body Say you're my love, say you're my home Till my chin back, slit my throat Take a bath in my blood, get to know me All out of my secrets All my enemies are turning into my teachers Because life's blind in no way Dividing what's yours or mine When everything's shining And your darkness is shining My darkness is shining Have a Mime shakes. Oh, it looks like jazz hands.